Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the world transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-blogger, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Friday. How are you, my friend? Man, great. Got to the end of the week, and uh, I know our audience is excited about that, too. And, uh, but hey, um, we're going to talk some future tonight. Super, super excited because we're talking about uh, the different ways the future can be scary. And then we got some other geek. So this show just gets better and better, I think. Uh, this, you know, <laughs> no getting around it. Uh, our topic tonight is, is the future. Is it scary cool? Is it scary funny? Or is it just plain scary? Um, and obviously we're using scary in uh, two different senses here. Scary to mean very. Uh, and then scary to mean, you know, scary. But... Um, this kind of brings together some uh, some seemingly separate but actually closely related ideas about the future that kind of relates to what we were talking about on Wednesday, which is just how different it can be. In fact, this is almost kind of a sequel show because we're we're, we're talking about uh, kind of unexpected coolness or unexpected humor or unexpected terrible things that uh, that can happen that are that are outside the the purview maybe in some instances even of what futurists like to think about. But I'll tell you what, it, it's probably easier to do examples than it is to talk about this as a, as a theoretical thing. So we'll just start with one, the one I call Scary Cool. And this is just one of my favorite videos that I've seen so far this year. It was on Mashable, and it's uh, this VR device will have you actually wanting to work out. And I'm telling you, it's got me wanting to work out because I want to get this thing so bad. Um, <laughs> This is let me ask you, let me ask you this Phil when uh, um you know have you have you ever experienced lucid dreaming uh no i never have chance. nope okay i i do periodically and uh, it's uh, lucid dreaming is a uh, is, is when you know that you're uh in a dream you realize hey i'm in a dream i invariably whenever i realize i'm in a dream i go hey if i can do anything i'm going to go flying i'm going to fly I, yeah absolutely that's what i would yeah. do yeah and so I fly around like Superman in my dream, and and I, and I usually wake up laughing. And uh, man, I'm in a good mood. I mean, a solid good mood for several days after that. It's just, uh, it's I don't know what it is. Uh, literally uplifting, I guess. Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a neat experience. You, you can I, you know with this device. I mean, what you're doing is uh, you're 
you're holding yourself sort of uh, uh, what was that what was that craze where people were planking is that what yeah it's like planking it's yes okay yep. so you're basically doing the plank thing which I mean it's going to build uh, center core strength you know you're yeah, holding it's, yourself kind of it's kind of like holding a push-up or holding a yoga pose or something like that kind of like being in the upward dog or you're kind of moving between upward and downward dog but that kind of thing, right? So it's a it's a little and, bit like and you can and and obviously just by shifting your weight you can be uh, you can push it to where your nose down or you can shift right. your weight and go back up. I actually experienced something very much like what I'm seeing in this machine, and it was at um, it was at a museum um, in in Dallas uh, in Dallas, Texas, that involved uh, experiencing what it would be like to be an eagle. Okay, and you're you're like flying bird's eye view. Uh, and you in and you're in this machine like this. Now it was, it, it didn't it didn't require you to hold yourself in a plank position. It was you know more supported than than this thing. Uh, but uh, it was very much like that, where you just you know you could you go up and down and things like that, uh, and and go around the mountains and things like that, just by shifting your body weight on a you know on a cot kind of situation. But uh, this, I mean, talk about you know. I imagine you're you've got a center core burn when you get off this thing, but you not you probably don't want to get off of it because you're having so much fun. Right. And, you know, we uh, haven't actually described it up to this point, so we should describe I mean, it is what you yeah. said, it's like a planking machine and you're wearing a VR headset. So basically uh, and, and, they, and they show a clip of what you would be experiencing in there. And and it's as you said, you're flying and you're controlling your movements as you fly with your body. Yeah. And that's the workout. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. subjectively you're, you're yeah, experiencing you get this flight. great workout, and, and maybe maybe you come away with it th- with a similar you know a positive outlook on life and in a great mood like I've had you know with my lucid dreaming episode. So who knows? Uh, that I just you know I, like you say um, you know <laughs> shut up and take my money, right? Yeah, exactly. I would I would buy one tomorrow if I knew how to get if I knew how to get my hands on because really you get a fly. And and, and I have to say that. Um, you know, I have an Xbox Connect, and my favorite fitness activity of all time ever in my life so far is uh, a game called Wall Breaker, on, uh, which is just one of many games on Fitness 2012. It's a five-year-old uh, fitness thing on my, on my Xbox, which is just, it's just a shadow boxing or you know, kickboxing game where you're punching bricks. And um, it's just so engrossing. You know, I mean, uh, it, you can have this incredible workout, but you just feel like you're playing this game because you're just hitting these blocks and you're seeing them go flying and, you, you know, you got to catch that one. You got to do the next one. And it's a really good workout. But um, w- one of the things that makes it good is just how completely caught up in the metaphor you are, right, when you when, when you play yeah. it. And this is taking that to the next level. This is, you know, this is taking that. Well, the, and give... the closest thing in my household uh, is a game called Wii Ski. It's for the for the Wii machine, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it requires the use of the Wii balance board. And so, if you shift weight from one foot to the other on the Wii balance board, uh, it registers with the Wii. And of course, uh, what's the, what's a big sport that requires some shifting weight? Well, snow skiing. Sure. And uh, it's a, I mean, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it, you know, uh, it's uh, it, and quite remarkably, uh, it works well for skiing. You can do a little slalom course where you're going back and forth, and it just, uh, it, 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 uh, it gives you some of the feeling of it. Now, of course, 
your television is not the same as being in a virtual reality uh, under virtual reality helmet or whatever, but uh, right. it's uh, it's it's still pretty immersive and and fun. So I, I yeah, I look forward to having more games like this. And well, yeah, yeah, I want to get this machine. Also, while somebody's at it, if they could invent a VR version of Wallbreaker, I'm I'm ready to start playing that too. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Throw that out there for. Anybody who's trying to think of good VR games. Okay, so that's you know that is scary cool. All right, that that's so cool. It's it's almost scary, and I think uh, a lot of us hadn't thought about uh, just how cool something like that might be. Now, this next one uh, is scary funny, um, and I don't know if you saw this clip, but this just really cracked me up. This is um, on Fox News, and it was uh, Tucker Carlson interviewing a guy who. Um, Actually, I, I'm, I'm getting confused on the, the story. I think he claimed to have an organization that was paying people to do disruptive, violent things at the inauguration. I believe that's the case. He had put a website out and uh, had been interviewed by several media sources. And, and, and Tucker brings him on to his show, um, not really to interview him, but to expose him as a fake. He's identified him yeah. as a fraud. And... Uh, so your website where the con- is fake. <laughs> everything is fake. Where, where the money. conversation goes from there is just one of the best things. I, I just I can't describe how wonderful it is. One of the best things I've ever seen on TV in my whole life because it was real, right? I mean, it was you know it was not a bit. It was not a comedy bit. Uh, it was two people actually doing what they were doing, but it just worked so great because uh, Tucker thinks he's playing gotcha on this guy. This guy thinks kind of thinks he's playing gotcha on Tucker and. Uh, it says outrageous things, and it's funny because, you know, well, this really was on live news. You know, this guy actually said these insane things on live news. And um, in the end, Tucker Carlson, you know, he's kind of flummoxed. He's like, well, I guess this is you're just doing performance art here. And the guy never, you know, I don't really to this day know whether he had a political agenda or not. But I kind of like to believe that he was just a troll, just proving how easy it was to get on TV. Um, if he was then that actually backs up my scary, funny hypothesis, which is that, uh, you know, in, in, the, the enabled future we live in, the, cap- the highly capable human future we live in, everybody, where everybody gets to be famous for, for 15 minutes, I'm, we literally do get to be famous for 15 minutes. And some of the people who get to be famous are just, I don't know, they're a class clown or whatever, and uh, they, they can provide for some highly entertaining <laughs> material, I guess, is, uh, is, is my takeaway. Well, I, I hope he wasn't a fraud that stole people's money, uh, and, 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 but who knows? <laughs> he, he, well, he doesn't appear to have been. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like there was even enough infrastructure where he could have been taking anybody's money. Um, yeah. You know, his his whole his whole apparently his whole thing was just to get on TV, <laughs> which he accomplished. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, All right. And when and when Tucker, to, to me, what made it work so wonderfully well was when Tucker Carlson asked him, uh, and I'm sorry to spoil the video. You should just go ahead and watch the video, folks, anyway, because it's worth watching. But uh, uh, Tucker Carlson says to him, "Did you really think you were going to get away with this?" And he looks right back at him and says, "Well, I'm surprised you had me on. You know, I mean, it's like I'm obviously <laughs> fake. Why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why are you putting me on national TV? And it's yeah. it's." It's the um, somewhere in the anxiety that media sources have about not getting a good story, and the desire that people have to have attention paid to them. 
um, uh, you know, there's there's the room for tremendous, obviously tremendous damage and horrible things to happen, but um, some some pretty entertaining stuff can occur as well. Uh, just just the idea that you control a major TV news network the way you control, you know, you can be a troll for them the way somebody could be a troll for a YouTube feed or something like that is pretty astounding when you when you look at it that way. I don't know. Maybe that's that's more like scary, scary than scary, funny, isn't it? It may be. depends It depends on the uh, the purpose of the troll. Here, here, this guy may may have been mostly harmless. So, you know. well, yeah, that's what I liked about it. I mean, you know, he was he was talking about uh, once once it was you know apparent that uh, Tucker was trying to call him on everything. He just you know he he pulled out both barrels and started talking about how his organization was trying to protect the Roswell papers. And uh, was what was it? He was looking to protect Julian Assange and Peyton Manning, which I just thought was funny because it was like he's a national he, he could, treasure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, you can you can almost imagine someone being that confused. It's like, did you mean Chelsea Manning, Bradley Manning, that person? Is that who you meant, or you actually mean? No, he seems to really mean Peyton Manning. He was he he, he, he knew who he meant. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think I think the media the 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 media age we live in um, is is opening up some wonderful opportunities for uh, yeah some risky stuff some dangerous stuff but some really inter- entertaining stuff too scary funny I think. Well, what about just plain scary then, Phil? Um, well, here you go. Okay, now yeah. uh, we shouldn't have ended on this one, but it was just that was the way to do the title, so I, I couldn't I couldn't help but um, but but put it in this order. Uh, something silent but deadly is killing galaxies, folks. And hey, this isn't coming from me. Okay, it's coming from Gizmodo. Um, uh, this is uh, this is a really, I don't know, disturbing piece. If you read this, uh, basically, galaxies can go through this process called ram pressure stripping, um, and all the gas gets forced out of them. Now, this is scary for a couple of reasons. One is, who knew that like a whole galaxy could be like obliterated right this is beyond even the new series of star wars movies technology right i can't think of any science fiction where anybody had a weapon that would destroy a whole galaxy right this is like the worst thing i've ever heard you know you can you you can you can wipe out a whole galaxy and the other thing is that it appears to be a process that we can see enough of that you know they're not just theorizing this really does happen doesn't it yeah well, and and apparently it's caused by uh, is it dark matter? Uh, that, yeah, you know that, and and apparently you know you reach a certain point where enough dark matter is, you know, and, and, and that it actually the gravity of this dark matter, like that's you know uh, revolving around the galaxy, is is sufficient to 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 pull the gas out of the out of the galaxy and. Uh, and this is not just some theoretical thing that they, you know, uh, come up with on a blackboard somewhere. They're they're apparently uh, are observing something like this, um, with with um, you know, and, and and this has just came out. I mean, January seventeenth was when the paper uh, was published, right? So yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, peer review is uh, in much in order. Uh, uh, something this is huge, but. Uh, and and you know what what's remarkable about it is that uh it can it can kill a galaxy quickly right yeah yeah i mean you know by in galactic terms obviously you, you, it's a, <laughs> we're covering a large space here but but when they talk about 
you know, I feel like they kind of bury the lead on this because when they talk about ripping the gas out of a galaxy, that's mostly what a galaxy is, right? I mean, right. Um, there's a few rocks, <laughs> you know, surrounding each of the big balls of gas, but stars are just big balls of gas. I mean, they don't just mean the diffuse clouds, right? They're saying all the stars, everything gets just sucked out of the galaxy, um, if, if, I'm, if I'm reading this correctly. And... Well, I think what really what it's thinking about is like the gas that makes up nebula that are the birthplace of stars. And so without gas, you know, there are no more stellar nurseries in the galaxy, and the galaxy quickly dies as soon as those, as soon as the existing star systems die out. There's oh, no, okay. There's no so this new is more like a long-term future thing. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah. You, it's like it – oh, okay, so that's how it kills the galaxy. It, it, it shuts down its, its ongoing – production of more galaxies process yeah or more more oh, stars yeah, within the galaxy yeah oh i, I misunderstood I, that it's, st- it's still scary though i mean you it's know, very scary if, but if that it, were happening it's longer term in, scary in the milky way i mean we would you know we would need to th- be thinking about well uh you know uh how does how does a advanced civilization uh leave one galaxy for another you know i mean uh, uh fortunately we have no I, you know we have no evidence that's happening to the Way. So, yeah. It just goes to show you that, you know, the, the world doesn't, the universe doesn't have to end for really scary, catastrophic things to happen. And uh, the idea of just like yeah. shutting down a galaxy um, outside of the realm, even of science fiction, as I've read it, turns out to be an actual natural phenomenon. And, you know, just one more thing to worry about, folks. Sorry to, you know, lay this on you going into the weekend, but... Uh. <laughs> well, we need to do some other geek to sort of alleviate this, Phil. Some, you know, maybe some fun stuff here. Let, let's, let's, let's bring it back around real quick um, on other geek. Uh, why, don't, why don't you start, Stephen? I think you had some, uh, some pretty cool stuff that uh, we were talking about before the show. Give us, yeah. uh, ca- catch us up on how things are going with your, with your boy at, uh, at college there. Yeah, my oldest son Timothy is—he uh, is in aerospace engineering at Louisiana Tech. Well, the beginnings of that program um, uh, that uh, Louisiana Tech is, uh, uh, is is starting their aerospace engineering there, and uh, you know, ultimately they wanted to uh, uh, launch CubeSats, and um, and so in preparation for that, Timothy is getting his uh, his ham radio license. He's going to you know be one of the the uh, the people monitoring. Uh, uh, data as it comes down from these CubeSats, and uh, and also uh, they're launching uh, uh, you know uh, high altitude balloons so they can uh, you know track those and recover the the electronics uh, from those as well. And so he's he's volunteered to be on the recovery team, and you know uh, periodically it might mean you know driving to the next state you know to pick and to uh, recover these uh, these packages and everything. But uh, man, he's just having a good time with that stuff. You know, it's. Uh, uh, with uh, several of his engineering classes, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, like, you know, at least 60, 70% practical stuff uh, rather than just, you know, sitting there and listening to a lecture drawn on. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they really are doing some interesting things over there, and uh, he's, he is super excited to be part of it. So Very I cool was a proud stuff. dad. I uh, thought I'd bring that up. And well, you, well, you got to share it, but I, but let me just tell you yeah. how much geek cred this has, okay? Because not only is it, uh, not only is it space, Right, but you got these like retro geeky technologies, right? With the with the ballooning, and the ham yeah. radio, right? I mean, ham radio. You oh, think yeah. about the, the original geeks, right? I mean, um, you know, a lot of Usenet uh, protocols were developed for ham radio. So an awful lot of um, the culture that we have on the internet today came from ham radio, 
which people don't yeah. uh, people don't realize that uh, that origin. So so you know getting a ham radio license and doing stuff with with ham radios is just rocking it old school. I mean that is serious geek stuff right there. That's <laughs> that is steampunk. <laughs> Timothy is going full steampunk on us with the balloons and the uh, and, and the ham radio yeah. and at the same time taking us you know to the next frontier so i i'm just i'm very impressed that's that's awesome stuff and you know what just uh, enjoy you, know, it, Timothy. you, that's you, you won't have to twist my arm to give you updates on timothy i i'm excited <laughs> and proud dad obviously so yeah great stuff great stuff well hey i've got uh i've got a fun one here um this is uh um star trek anniversaries okay i don't know if you've thought about this but we had the 50th anniversary of Star Trek last year, and that was cool, you know, 1966 yeah. to uh, 2016. But I, I, I follow Star Trek on Facebook, and they're now giving weekly updates. They have been giving weekly updates for the airing of each episode. And I just think that is so cool. Like uh, <laughs> last week was the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the arena, the episode with the Gorn. Remember that one with yeah. Kirk fighting the... <laughs> That's, and, that's and pretty I, great. I, it, to me, it's you amazing. Know the, that you know that episode of the arena, um, they, uh, uh, the movie Galaxy Quest sort of lampooned that. Um, yes. Uh, and, 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 and the, in the best possible way. I, lo- I love Galaxy Quest and, how they, and, and I love that original episode uh, with the Gorn arena. So, yeah, in order to appreciate Galaxy Quest, you really have to go back and watch that episode. You do. Well, you have to have watched quite a bit of Star Trek. I mean, you can appreciate Galaxy Quest anyway if you if you have any familiarity with Star Trek. But little things like having watched the Gorn episode of Star Trek helps. And also, I just think you're a better, more well-rounded person if you've seen that episode. <laughs> That's um, right. I, Look around. I mean, because you, know, you, you want to talk about like a rudimentary lathe. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about having geek cred, I, I have these conversations with my wife sometimes. It's like you know when she has to deal with engineers. I say, say this to him, okay? Say this: If you strike me down now, I will become more possible. I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. She's like, "Why would I say that?" I just, "No, just say it, okay? They'll know what you mean." And, <laughs> and they'll, and, and they'll stuff, be impressed that you know that. Yeah. yeah, stuff, stuff like that. You know, just throw that into a conversation. Oh, don't be such a gorn. What? You know, what is this? The arena? Am I going to have to, you know, make, you know, fashion some crude gunpowder and blow somebody's head? You know, you say that kind of stuff and people are, oh, oh wow, you know, then you're an insider. You know, you're a true, right. uh, you're, you're a true geek if, if, you can, uh, if you can take it that far. And I think um, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great way to keep up on the, on the geek stuff. But it's also an important way to remember the passage of time really is pretty significant because another update I got from them last week was honoring DeForest Kelly on his 97th birthday. And I thought, wow, is it possible, you know, that uh, had, had uh, Bones lived, he'd be almost 100, you know. We'd, we're closing in on celebrating the, you know, the, the centennials of people involved in Star Trek. And I went back and checked. Because I was thinking, well, who's older? Who's older than him? And nobody was. He, he, he's yeah, actually he, he was he, he was the old man of that production, huh? There, and, and including uh, you know uh, Gene Roddenberry and, and older than Gene Roddenberry, yeah, 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 yeah. O- older than all of them. Um, uh, James Doohan was a couple years younger, and then they get younger after that. But uh, 
but that'll be that'll be quite a thing to celebrate. I mean, you know, it won't be that long, I guess, before even William Shatner's hundredth birthday comes up, right? And at the rate he's going, he'll he'll still be around for it. We can only hope. Um, That's right. But that's right. But, but uh, I don't know the hundredth anniversary of anything Star Trek. It feels like you're in the future when you even talk about that, doesn't it? Yeah, Star Trek is you know. It's one of those things that it seems forever young in some ways, right? Um, but uh, no, it's you know, there's um, you know, fifty years since Gorn. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. you start to you start to feel your own age, right? Well, how long till I'm a hundred, right? Basically, when you uh, when, when when you start thinking about it that way. But anyway, fun stuff. And I look forward to the next 50 years of uh, geeking out over Star Trek and the 100th anniversary of the Gorn and the 200th anniversary of uh, DeForest Kelly and and so forth. Well, uh, you know what, Stephen? That's going to do it for this week. Wow, we've had some fun. And uh, I can't wait to let's pick it up again next week and do three more shows. What do you say? That sounds great to me. All right. Well, hey, thanks uh, for... uh, all the great conversation and thank you all for being with us we're looking forward to being back with you on monday and until next time live to see it Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.